Force and you're listening to the Four Sides Podcast. And don't forget to tell all your little baby dork-ass friends to listen to the Four Sides Podcast too. Otherwise, War Horse is going to rule your ass. gentlemen welcome to another episode of four sides podcast i'm your host caleb carter we got the fifth side of four sides noah hudson what's up guys and today we are in noble illinois before zero one usa presents war games and we have the honor to be joined by a young man named zay washington zay how you doing man i'm good how are y'all doing we're doing great yeah. enjoy the drive up here yeah long drive long we're drive here. you guys come from uh I come, I come from Trenton, Tennessee. Trenton, Tennessee. Okay, that's a good five or six hours for you then. Yeah. All right, Zay. So uh, we always like to ask people what got them interested in the wrestling. So what was your, what piqued your interest in wrestling? Um, From what I can remember, just from a young age, I've always been in love with wrestling. I mean, it's something like when I seen it, it grabbed my attention. It's something that I knew I wanted to do. So I'm just pursuing my dream right now. Awesome. Like, what kind of things did you watch? Like, what kind of time frame did um, you start watching? I caught the late Ruthless Aggression era. And, uh, I had just I watched since then, but, like, as I got older, I went back and watched a little bit more. So then I started picking up on, you know, the Attitude Era and the Golden Era, I guess you could say, you know, with Hogan and them. So, I mean, that's really just how I just picked up on it. So I imagine you grew up watching Batista, Ed, Cena. Oh yeah, most kinda definitely. Like, kind of like me. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so what kind of what what was that one point where it's like, hi, I'm I'm Zay, and I want to be a wrestler. Um, I really don't know when like that certain point was. It was just like when I seen it, it's just something I knew I wanted to do. And I had this little stage where you know I wanted to play basketball, but wrestling always something I really wanted to do. And when the opportunity came up, I was like, I can't turn it down, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. So what was this opportunity that came up? Uh, so the way the opportunity come up, like I said, I've been a wrestling fan forever. But there was a time period where I was starting to get out of wrestling when I started to understand a little bit more. So I got out of wrestling, and my dad had came to me. He was like, hey, I got an opportunity for you. I was like, okay. He was like, I had made a deal with a wrestler. He said he would train you for free. I'm like, what? He was like, yeah. He was like, I did him a favor, and he said he'll train you for free. I was like, well, I don't know. And he told me, he was like, look, he said, just try it. If you don't like it, you ain't got to do it. I was like, all right. So I went there and did it and fell right back in love with it and never lost love again. Awesome. So um, if you don't mind me asking, who was this? Who was this person? Um, it was a guy from my hometown in Trenton. His name is Big Brad Simpson. And okay. I got trained by his family. It was him, his daughter, which who goes by Million Dollar Baby, and his son, who goes by J-Rage. And it was like them three training me. But really, it was like a group of us. It wasn't so much of a school, but it was a group of us training. I believe it was like six at the time. And, I mean, at the time when I started, I was 11 years old. So it was a oh, little bit. Oh, wow. Yeah, it was a little bit of a stretch with me training. I was 11 years old. So you're already coming up on like 10 years of wrestling experience. <laughs> almost. Oh, wow. Yeah, almost coming up on it. And I can say after a little while of doing it, everybody quit but me. And everybody else was like early 20s, mid 20s, uh, early 30s, you know, around that little age group. But me being 11, and I'm the only one who stuck around the whole training. So. Yeah. 
It seems like people in Tennessee, like we've had uh, Aaron Roberts on here in the past. A shout out to Aaron Roberts if, you're, Aaron. if you're listening. Um, he kind of got a little bit of an early start too, so it, it kind of seems like a Tennessee thing to start a little early. Yeah, I was gonna say like also shout out to my tag partner, but uh, yeah, it seems like if you if you want it, they'll train you. I mean, which sometimes you know it could be kind of iffy with age, but. I mean, I'm not the only person who have trained underneath the age 18. I'm going to say now it kind of don't got cut back. I think, you know, it's like, hey, if you're not 16, you can't do it. But I'm going to say, like, now it's just I – I really don't know how to explain it. Like, <laughs> if you want to wrestle and you're passionate about it and you either 16 or older, they'll do it. But I guess around mine and Aaron's time frame around like the little era we was coming into in indie wrestling in Tennessee. I think that was the last group that got trained around the 11, 13 year old mark. So they don't really train people that young anymore. Nah. So, um, I guess they, I guess 16 is kind of more, I think you said 16 is kind of more where they start with people. Yeah. But, um, if anyone is listening to this that it's kind of in your shoes right now, even if they're 16. Like, what would what would be some advice you would give to somebody that would be starting out that young? Uh, not to give up. Go in there, like, when if you're training, go in there training every day with a positive attitude. It might sound like, you know, the usual, you know, like, you probably hear this from other people, but it's true. Like, if you go in there and you're focused on doing this and you're willing to learn, there's, no, there's nothing that really could stop you, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. So, I mean, that's the best. I'm not a, a good motivational speaker, but that's the best advice I can give a young person who wants to get into business. Hey, that's good, man. Um, for those listening, I have to apologize if you hear a little bit of wind. Um, this is actually the first episode of Four Sides podcast that we're doing outdoors. So, hey, Zay, you're a part of history today. <laughs> so, uh, let's see what the fans, because I always have fans ask questions. Let's see what they had to say. Um Michaela Minton, loyal fan of the Four Sides podcast, uh, she wants to know what's one of your favorite places you've wrestled at. Um, I would have to say I had fun wrestling for GCW when I did the For the Culture show. Oh yeah. Uh, also Paradigm, shout out to Paradigm. Yeah, absolutely. Um, I have to say TIWF because it's my hometown. Yeah, no place like home. That's right. And uh, new, newly added, I have to say championship wrestling for Memphis because it's something new and we're trying to change the game there. That's cool, man. I mean, it's exciting to have wrestling back in Memphis. Yeah. So how, how is that? Like, how is it working there? Uh, man, it's great. Like, when, we, when I first, you know, was knowing that I was going to the show, I really didn't know what to think of it. I was like, you know, I hope it's different and evolving for you know better like as times have changed i mean no disrespect i just didn't want to go and do the old school stuff yeah. you know what i'm saying but that, that's no disrespect to anybody yeah. but when i got there i seen that it was old school mixed with new school and then when i thought about it, i'm like that's the perfect flush right there you know what i'm mm-hmm. saying because you got yeah. a bit of this and a bit of that yeah. so i think it's they doing really good and it's only and they're going to improve to get better yeah, I'm looking forward to making it down to one of those shows one day. I, I kind of had the same fear you had where, like, with it being Memphis Wrestling, I was afraid it was going to be too old school and it wasn't going to succeed. But, you know, I'm glad that uh, Dustin Starr obviously knows what he's doing, and I'm glad he's kind of realized that, hey, you need to kind of have a little bit of a mix of everything. So good for yeah. them. 
Uh, Big John Graham, another loyal fan Big of the John. Four Sides podcast. Um, <laughs> apparently, when you made your debut at our home promotion, Cape Championship Wrestling, shout out, shout out to CCW. Uh, it was a, it was a show in the ball field and it was it was really really cold that <laughs> oh, yeah i remember that <laughs> uh, <laughs> apparently uh since this was your first night and i guess there were some microphone issues so we couldn't really clearly hear what your name was and apparently some fans started chanting who are you who are you <laughs> <laughs> he wants to know what your reaction to that was man i'll be brutally honest I really don't remember that. I remember it being cold, like real cold. <laughs> I think like I was so cold to death that I really didn't hear stuff. But I mean, I I think I slight do remember the microphone problems, but it wasn't a big thing because you know I knew by the end of the match, you know that was gonna know my name regardless. I mean, it's on yeah. the back of my tights. So. <laughs> <laughs> there you go. <laughs> yeah, I mean it's amazing to see how far you've come from then to now. I mean, like. You're probably one of my favorite high-flying wrestlers in on the indies right now. I appreciate that. Yeah. Um, I like I like the high-flying offense that you do, and you also do a little bit of the technical wrestling. Mm-hmm. And then uh, I like your gear. I especially with, like, the influence of, like, Tupac, the shirts that you wear sometimes. Yeah. I like the style. And I'm glad you picked that up, because I don't <laughs> think, like, anybody else has ever picked that up. Because like. I see you wear the Death Row Records hat, and I'm like, <laughs> yeah. Yeah. That's another thing we like talking about on here is kind of inspirations, like what inspires us. So, um, obviously, Tupac. Yeah. Anything, any other big inspirations you take? Uh, Maybe I mean, wrestling-wise, culture-wise. I have to say there, there's a lot. Like, of course, like you said, of course, Tupac. Mm-hmm. I think, like, just a slight bit, John Cena a little bit, you know, with the different styles of jerseys and, you know, stuff like that. Like... I mean, it's something cool to do, you know what I'm saying, to represent how I am. Like, I don't want to come out just plain old Zay. I like sports, so what's no better idea than coming out with a sports jersey? I yeah, love yeah. music. What's what's no problem coming out with a Tupac shirt or, you know, a Death yeah. Row record hat? So, yeah. so I try to incorporate things that I find close to me into some type of way of wrestling. I think, the, I think that's what fans appreciate is just kind of seeing wrestlers there just being themselves, you know? Yeah, most definitely. Um, Aaron Roberts, the problem child. Oh, Lord. (laughs) (laughs) And I feel like there's a story to this. Um, He wants to know, why do you like Shrimp Alfredo so much? (laughs) (laughs) All right, so the thing about it, when I was little, I hated it. And, like, it was probably like a year ago. Me and my girl had went out to Olive Garden, and she had told me to try it. I'm like, babe, I don't eat Alfredo like this. She was like, just try it. She was like, it's different. So I ate it, and it's like I fell in love with it. So I don't know what it was. I don't know if back then my mama just wasn't cooking it right or what. <laughs> but I love it now. Like, every time we go somewhere, I got to get shrimp Alfredo. And if they ain't got it, I'd be like, well, can you give me the noodles and add shrimp on top of it? <laughs> <laughs> so I guess that leads into another question. Uh, who has the best shrimp Alfredo? Uh... I can't remember the name of this place, but it was some place in Tampa. It was uh, it was more like a beach and bar type of thing. You know what I'm saying? Okay. It was like literally food on top of the water. Like we were sitting above the water. <laughs> so I forgot the uh, name of the place, but shout out to them. That's the best shrimp Alfredo I have ever had in my life. Yeah. You were down in Tampa for a collective? Yes. All yes. right. How was that? 
uh, I mean, it was a good experience, but I mean, I really didn't get booked for no shows, which was a bummer. But you know, it was still cool to go out there, you know, see the guys and watch wrestling matches and stuff like that. You know, pick up off little stuff I can learn just by watching. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, always next year. Yeah. I mean, you were <laughs> you were booked for the the collective back in Indianapolis. That was kind of the. I guess I like to call it the COVID collective because not not, not just because somebody tested positive there, but like yeah. it was the collective that was supposed to happen at WrestleMania, but it happened later in the year because restrictions. But uh, you said you worked Paradigm and GCW. That was for the culture. Uh, yeah, for the culture, and I forgot. I think no Trap Soul. I believe that's what Paradigm went by for. Uh, the collectives, okay. but yeah, I had did both of them, did a scramble, both of them really good matches, and uh, really, I felt like, from what I heard and from what I knew, you know, ability-wise, I felt like I had made a mark, but, you know, that same year was so many, like, hard-hitting guys on the, you know, the little card they had, like, yeah. I feel like I, a little bit, you know, I feel like I could have did a little bit more, but I feel like other guys climbed a little bit higher because, I mean, you had so many people, top indie guys that was coming up, and a couple of them just got signed to companies, you know what I'm saying? So yeah. I feel like I got lost in the shuffle. Yeah, but, that's possible, but, you know, yeah. I think you'll find your way through. Most definitely. Yeah. So over on, I almost said Twitter, over on Instagram, Micah Knight, uh, former guest here on the four sides podcast shout out to micah uh, she kind of wants to know like what are your goals in wrestling right now uh my goal right now is i'm really trying to make you know scratch the surface a little bit on the indies i mean not just locally but around the world like even out of state i mean either out of the country my bad but i'm trying to get a little bit recognition on the indies hopefully you know a contract come my way and sign a contract and do what I love doing as an actual job and to provide for my family. Yeah, it's a good goal to have. Yeah, so that's the goal right there for wrestling long-term wise. Yeah. I'm sorry to go back to Paradigm. I, we change subjects a lot on there sometimes. <laughs> yeah. That's just how that's how a podcast goes sometimes. Oh, but, good, uh, <laughs> when you said Paradigm earlier, I kind of, uh, the name Myron Reed popped into my head. Uh, yeah. uh, I've seen you Worked Myron a couple times, once at Paradigm, once at uh, TIWF. Uh huh. Yeah, so it seems like y'all kind of got a little traveling feud going on, perhaps? Uh, yeah, it really wasn't supposed to start off like that. Like, I think Myron had made a post on Instagram and it was like, Who do you want to see me face? My name had came up. So I was like, Oh, so I screenshot and posted all over my social media. <laughs> so he hit me up. He was like, You can find a place, we'll do it. I was like, say no more. <laughs> so I, I went out looking. And Paradigm, I guess they caught a hold of it too. Because as I was going to message them, maybe like I was thinking, oh, I'm going to message Paradigm in a little bit. But they messaged me beforehand. They was like, want to do this thing with you and mine. Are you cool with doing it? I'm like, yeah. So uh, I come down there, do the match. I didn't come out on top, which was a little bummer. But a little bit after that, I had got another call. It was like, hey, we seen you and Myron at Paradigm. We want to bring it down here. And that's to my uh, home company in Tennessee. I was like, we trying to bring that down here. And I was like, all right. So that time, he when we came down there, I got the win. But it was a non-title match. And hopefully, I'm trying to get that round three with him, see who the better one. Yep, get that rubber match maybe. Put that uh, 
tile on the line this time. Oh uh, yeah. The, is that what tile is that that he has? Is that the uh, MLW? Uh, he does. Well, he, he he did have it, but the one that I was going for was the Paradigm Heavyweight Champion. Oh okay. Yeah. I wasn't sure because I think I was actually down there in Trenton that night, and I was like, "Is that the MLW title he has with him?" And I don't know. I like MLW, but I don't really get to keep up with it as much as I'd like to. Just one of them things. Um, also, Big John, sorry I forgot this question. Uh, he wants to know what your favorite wrestling move is, which obviously got to be the 450 splash, right? Uh, funny thing is not. Really? <laughs> uh, elaborate on this. <laughs> my favorite move is the shooting star press. All right. That, and I would have to say a cutter. So sometimes in a match, I incorporate the cutter, you know, into my moveset. I try to do it a little fancy way. Yeah. The thing with the shooter is, tried it one time. I got over, but it scared me halfway to death. And I said, I'm never doing it again. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. So, Brock yeah, I almost did, though. <laughs> but that was the last time I tried to shoot. I mean, I do a running shooter or a standing shooter, but coming off the top, I just can't do it. Yeah. Not again. Eh, sometimes it's good to well, maybe know your limits. Not that yeah. not saying you can't do it, but you know it's like if it scared you too much, and you know yeah, it's probably shouldn't do it. I mean, <laughs> I mean, you got plenty of tools in your arsenal, eh? Like you got the four fifty splash, you got the cutter, you got the fireman's carry thing. I can't yeah. think of what it is right now. The Death Valley driver. Yeah, it's like when you got that many tools in your arsenal, it's like maybe you don't need to do a shooting star press, you know. Personally, yeah. personally, I think a 450 looks a lot cooler than a shooting star, but that's just me. I say a lot of people, a lot of people say that. Like, I mean, I guess I might have a different point of view, but I mean, I do love my 450. But <laughs> yeah. I mean, I just really wanted to do a shooter. But I will say one of the cool things about you, like just kind of watching you in the ring, is like you're able to improvise so quickly in situations. Yeah. Like, for example, um, the CCW show we had last weekend, um. Mm-hmm. Looks like you were going for the 450, but Hollis kind of rolled. Uh, shout out to Hollis, by the way. So you Hollis kind of rolled to the center of the ring, kind of a little too far, and you kind of turned that into a frog splash. So yeah. just kind of small things like that, I appreciate seeing. Yeah, I mean, I try, I try to improvise best as I could. I mean, which I think a lot of that was on Hollis too. Like he's a very smart wrestler. Absolutely. I, yeah. I'm thinking he sure, like he for sure knew I couldn't do the 450 to the middle of the ring. So when I saw him roll out, I'm like, okay, I got to do something. And I was like, well, here come a frog splash. It's like, it's like, it's like this, isn't, this isn't SmackDown versus Raw 2011. Yes. You can't just do a 450 yeah. splash. <laughs> three ways across the ring. I'm going to try to work on that. I think that'll be a surprise. <laughs> hey, if anybody can do it, you. But speaking of CCW, it seems like you guys uh, – you and Mr. 100, Sharon Young, kind of got a little bit of a relationship building. Talk about that, if you will. Um, when I first got there, me and Shannon did not see eye at all. I, we didn't see eye to eye at all. But uh, as he had a change of heart and, you know, start understanding that he ain't got to be so hateful and, you know, he wants to help other guys and younger talent, me and him had a conversation and it worked out perfect. Now he manages me there. I mean, it seems like you guys got similar interests right now. I mean, you're trying to get that pure open weight title from Hollis, and I mean, he's trying to destroy the pinnacle once again, like he did before. Um, so sometimes, enemy of my enemy is my friend, sort of. 
Yeah. I guess you could call it that. Yeah. But yeah. So tonight here at Zero One, um, I believe you're in the what is it? The Two Rings Royal Rumble? <laughs> yeah. I guess that's what they're calling it. It was kind of a last minute addition to the card. Uh, when we did our recap, we didn't really get to talk about no. it, but uh, yeah. What's your thoughts on that? Uh, it should be fun. It'll be my first time wrestling in two rings anyways. So that's going to be a little bit of an adventure to try. Yeah. Um, and I believe winner of it gets a shot at the, uh, the heavyweight title, if I'm oh, not mistaken. Really? That's interesting. Uh, I think I heard something, but that could be wrong. But, I mean, of course, that's the goal is to try to win, even though my tag partner's in there, Aaron Roberts. If it comes down to us, I'm going to have to, you know, kick him in the face and throw him over. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's just business, bro. <laughs> As I like to say, it's business, fella. <laughs> But I mean, if you, I mean, imagine if you won that battle royal and whoever wins tonight between Mike Outlaw and Camaro Jackson, like those are two dream matches, yep. like you versus Mike Outlaw or even you versus Camaro Jackson. Those are two matches that I would love to see. So, yeah, and I, I mean, I would love to get in the ring with him. Like, you know, if if it does happen and I win the battle royal, I mean, I'd be perfectly fine wrestling either one of them because I know I can get a good match out of them and they can get a good match out of me. Yeah, speaking of dream matches, um, what are some of your, I guess, some of your personal dream matches? This could come from, like, wrestlers today or wrestlers from the past. Like, no lim no limitations. If you could face anyone, who would it be? All right. Uh, I can't just pick one, but can I give you, like, a top five? Oh, absolutely. Yeah. Like, right. we, we spend, like, a good five minutes on yeah. that. So. <laughs> okay. Most definitely first, I would have to say Randy Orton. Second... Jeff Hardy. Third, Kane. Kane when he was in his prime. Not taking nothing away from Kane now, but Kane was an absolute beast in his oh, prime. I, I love Kane. Um, another, I would have to say Shawn Michaels. And for the last match, I would like to wrestle somebody like Eddie or Dean Malenko. Oh, I would nice. like to do something with them. But that would be my top five dream matches right there. I'm kind of I'm kind of surprised that you went with someone with a couple of larger people like uh, Randy Orton and Kane like those are kind of I didn't re I really didn't see those coming. Yeah, I mean, I think like some not everybody, but I think a lot of people sleep on the bigger wrestlers like Absolutely. Yeah. There's, there's a lot of big guys out there that's talented like I mean, not just not trying to put them over like that, but like Aaron Roberts like bro, he's great. Like a lot of people just don't know it yet. But I feel like bigger guys bring a lot to the table. Like, small guys do too, but I feel yeah. like sometimes I could fit perfect with a bigger guy. Like, psychology-wise, so. Yeah, I get that. I'm a, I'm a real big guy fan. Cool, man. I like my big guys as well. <laughs> Don't take that the wrong way. <laughs> I wouldn't take it. Mind, get your mind out of the gutter, Noah. I wouldn't <laughs> take it in the wrong way until you said that. I'm like, oh Lord. <laughs> Noah, you've been kind of quiet on this one. You just yeah. kind of kicking back. Uh, yeah, just kicking back and enjoying. Uh, on the dream matches, I'd like to see you and Scorpio Sky. Oh Wouldn't yeah, that'd be a good one. I would love to see that too. Yeah, I think I, I would have to like take myself out of my body just to watch that one. <laughs> <laughs> I might be star-studded being be in the ring like, uh. <laughs> oh, man, I think, a, I think a good one for you, uh, just kind of, I'm more of the, I think I'm more of the indie dream match guy, so I think uh, you, 
Well, you and Aaron Roberts have fought before, but I mean, every time you guys face each other, I mean, I you guys him. bring it. <laughs> 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 but uh, I think a good one for you would be you and Victor Analog for zero one. That'd be a good one. And then uh, I don't know. This is this is kind of a place where I kind of get stuck, and we hear big trucks go by. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, I'm keeping that in. I don't even care. That's funny. <laughs> That's funny. Uh, oh, man. I think you and uh, Sammy Guevara, even though he's signed, I mean, he's, I don't know. Sammy Guevara's just kind of one of those guys. Like, he'll always be an indie guy to me. Yeah. I think that'd be a killer match, though. Calvin Tankman. Yeah. Calvin Tankman, yeah. Hey, the funny thing is, uh, last year at the Collectives, Calvin Tateman was supposed to be in the uh, the Paradigm Scramble, but I think he had had like four or five or maybe six shows like that whole weekend, yeah. and he got hurt, so he wasn't able to participate. But yeah. that almost happened, but hopefully it can happen in the future. Yeah, shout out to Calvin Tateman. He's coming to he's coming to CCW, by the way. Yep. Yeah. Now that I think about it, I think Calvin Tateman probably be my top dream opponent for you right now because just. Like you were saying, the the big guy psychology and like, I mean, you both move so fast. I think that'd be a, I think that'd be a big money match for sure. I would love to do it. Like if the opportunity came up, I'm most definitely going to take it. Absolutely. So uh, just kind of the close. Um, what you got on your radar right now, Zay? Like, what what are some of the things you're kind of looking to do? throughout the rest of the year like any promotions wrestlers you got your eyes on uh well i'm gonna say like you know every day is a new day and things evolve so my mindset can change daily but it always go in the same direct path but as of right now i can say like like i said earlier you know just hit these shows hard make a name for myself make a name for the tag team i'm in shout out young goats that's the name yeah. You know, just try to get better and better and lead to a contract. Like, that's, I think that's really be the big end goal. Like, I know there's a certain company I want to work for. It's like the end end. But I feel like once I get that contract, like a certain contract, I'd be like, okay, you know, it's a business now. Like, I look at it like a business. Now I don't look at it as a hobby. I look at this as a lifestyle. Sure. But I'm just, I think once I take that next step, that's when things really start evolving. Awesome. Well, I'm looking forward to it. It's been awesome talking with you today, man. Um, where can people find you at on social media if you wish for them to? Uh, on Facebook, you can find me at Zay Washington. Instagram, Zay Washington 1. And on Twitter, find me at Zay Washington 6. All right. You got any final thoughts before we wrap this up? So uh, you can find our my tag team shirts. Me and uh, Aaron Roberts, you can find our shirts at championshipwrestlingfrommemphis.com. They'll have a selection full of shirts, and, you know, hit the Young Ghost one. Pick a color that you want. And also, if you happen to catch one of us at a show, and you're at the same show we're at, we'll have some shirts with us. Two different types of shirts that you can get, and that's the only plug that I got for you guys. So you guys got, uh, tonight, of course, you got uh, CCW on the 29th here at Cape Dorado. Um... American Hostile in Dexter, Missouri on the 22nd. Anything else Anything else you guys got coming up that you can talk about? Uh, we got, depending on when this drops, we got some big stuff coming next week. We just can't say it yet. All right. Well, stay you, tuned, guys. Definitely say if you follow us on social media, you'll be able to see it. 
That's why we plug. And yeah, I'm gonna say the rest of the day she don't name. We got a cup in June, but you know it's a little bit of a stretch. Yeah, yeah. But all right. Well, no, you got any final thoughts? Kind of quiet today, but that's yeah. fine. Good episode. Good listen. Yeah. All right. Well, Zay, um, I'm gonna be keeping my eyes out on you. Just uh, I'm just really excited to see what you can do in these next few years. I think you're gonna go a long way. Thank you, man. Absolutely. So you can find Four Sides Podcast at Four Sides IV on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram. Uh, make sure you, you hit up our T Public for merchandise. Yep. Um, as usual, um, link tree description or link tree link is in the Twitter. So um, go check that out. Uh, next episode, we're gonna have the young up and comer Ryu Kendrick on the show. So make sure you stay tuned for that. Until next time, stay safe. Stay warm with all this wind, and we will talk to you next time. Peace.